0: Welcome to City on the Hill Gaming, a 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast.
1: Let's meet our players. Hi, I'm Grant, and I'm playing Trather Wimblin, a human fighter.
2: Hi, I'm Jenny, and I'm gonna be playing John Abermere, a Crimson Born Human.
3: Peter, Bertrand Greystone, Dwarven Forge Cleric.
4: William R. Erico Cro Magic. Daniel, I'm playing Vatten. I am a half elf ranger.
3: Hi, my name is Ben, and I am Twig, uh, or Shem.
1: I am a rogue bard and a, a Goliath. We hope you enjoy our episode.
0: Welcome back to Sydney on the Hill Gaming. I am your game master, Ryan. We are back for some of that good old fashioned. Fifth, well, it's not really, it don't worry, it's fine. Yeah, fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons, with our actual play podcast. Got the whole group back with us this time, and it is time for, I assume, puns, and some rolling of some dice, and at least one seven from Grant, because we're consistent. It's what I do. And if he doesn't roll one, I'm fudging it. That's fine. Oh, don't worry. You can't see the numbers, you don't know. <laughs> we make it work around here. Okay, so when we left off last time, you guys had entered the giant, mysteriously appearing very quickly tower um, in the nomadic encampment of Greven uh, that was full of orcs and Kinku friends, and you had gone full Gideon from the Old Testament to distract them, and uh, and did quite well and entered the near the tower and proceeded to dispatch a, a handful of orcs, including one gentleman with a large black feathered mantle, um, standing near a very large, possibly not real fire, uh, and you had kind of dealt with that situation, everyone make me, I will take perception or investigation, please, uh, everyone except Jenny, that's a two, that's solid, it, um, <laughs> there's definitely a fire in the room. Okay, there we go. That's that's what I was looking for. Wow.
1: Somebody competent rolled something. What <laughs> yeah. was that?
0: Okay, so we have a, I... a, a,
4: hey, a two, a six,
0: a six, a 19. And Ben's got it, but Daniel, if you want to throw one out there, go for it. Rolling in late. 22. <laughs> okay. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> okay. Dig it. So between Shim and Vatten, you guys find a handful of things. But most importantly, most interestingly, probably, uh, over on the eastern wall... You find a thing that probably moves in the wall. Something that looks a little out of place. Like you might, if you put pressure on it, it might shift out of the way.
3: Yep. Actually, Is to- there anything right there. disturbingly interesting on the table? Uh, there's just a bunch of notes and a couple of
0: maps. Uh, mostly the just region checking. you're familiar with. A few markings you don't recognize. Um, but we'll come back to those in a minute.
1: Cool. We'll scoop those up or something.
0: Yes. Uh bin. Uh, lock, lock, lock picking.
1: Time, yes. Sir. Uh, all of that lock picking skill.
0: With, with those uh,
1: tools, I believe. And that's just a slight, uh, no, that's.
0: I think it's no, a lock sorry. picking check. It's like a, it's a, it a, a 24. A, that's the thing. There it is. Okay. So this panel on the wall kind of pushes back, slides over and you see a much smaller room. Uh, and across from you is another open door leading into this space. And inside this giant room, not gi- not giant room, actually quite small room, um, you see a handful of people, four of which you recognize. Uh, so in the room, you see two jedit which you knew going into the tower that two of the nomadic um, cat people had been taken by the orcs. And that's part of what you were looking for in the tower. Good chance that's these. You also see two orcs and two... Warforge that you recognize. Um, All four of them were outside of the town where you fought the air elementals and they were the ones who fought the other air elemental. I Uh, see. Hey folks, fancy meeting you here. Uh, They look momentarily surprised and then momentarily not that surprised because it's you guys. Um, And this seems to be kind of a pattern. Uh, One of them speaks up. Huh. You actually recognize her for two reasons one from the air elemental and two when you guys went into the other orc tower near the beginning and rescued duchess kaya's uh, son and daughter-in-law yep there was the third orc that was or there was the, the second orc female that was in the same cell they were in who just kind of very politely thanked you refused to give her name uh grabbed her equipment and left she actually steps forward huh well Interesting. You guys always wind up following the same thing I am. Hmm. Welcome. You
4: have you have got to stop getting locked in towers.
0: Oh, she is actually on the opposite side of the cell. She appears to come, be coming and going freely.
4: Oh. It's it's just a
0: 2 jet it, and actually one of the warforged uh, has pulled the door open. It was maybe locked when it started, but that's not important now. The warforged didn't seem to care particularly about the lock. Ah, well done. Um, she looks at you and says, like, okay, well, wait, why were you here? You're chasing well, him too, aren't you?
1: Uh, if you mean the uh, unconscious orc in the other room, he's been dealt with.
0: She kind of leans her head around and um, looks looks out the opening. Oh, mm. I'm impressed not the first time not bad that would be see see okay so I came I'm gonna be honest we came here looking for the crow no offense i find it unlikely you guys would have been able to dispatch of him that she peeks back around looks there's like little little birds flying over his head you know Sylvester the cat style of course. Um, <laughs>
4: did, did you almost say Stallone no, no, but that would have been funnier.
0: <laughs> Rocky would have been not nearly as good a movie if that was the case. Um, she, uh, uh, not to be rude, but I I expect a lot of you guys, but I don't expect that. Interesting. Uh, ben. I am reasonably well-trained. Uh, no, no argument there, uh, Sir Wimleth, no argument there. Ben and Daniel, you notice something yes. else. There is so there's the door you guys came in. There's another door on the same um of the opposite wall that they came in. There's a third door at the top. Is it
3: like hidden? Yes. Just slowly, like while talking, just backing toward the door.
0: Uh, one of the Warforged looks at you. I already tried it. It's locked. I can't that, pull that one open.
3: That's you. Hmm. Hold on. And with ridiculous cockiness
0: <laughs> this can only go positively uh show me a four 14 okay that's fine All <laughs> out.
3: um you think not only with ridiculous cockiness i do moderately well i was gonna say i was i was totally ready to fail that <laughs> you know that's right uh
0: you pull you pull it open and you notice it opens actually rather freely you think it's been opened very recently uh so it puts you guys in a small hallway with one more door Uh, That does not appear to be locked. And say next to the door, you see a very large duffel bag. And when I say very large, like, you remember, like, okay, so, like, you know how, Ben, Ben, you remember all the Goliath Shim grew up with? Right. This is too big a backpack for most of them. Right. Um, And there's a space on the opposite side of the door where it looks like there might have been another bag similar to it sitting. Uh, and outside, maybe even before you get to the door, you hear the sound of wings. Really large wings. Um, uh, and oh, outside, if you guys peek out, flying off in the distance, you see a very, very large, like, obsidian-colored dragon flying away.
3: Huh. So check the bag. Okay. yeah. yeah. Sure, go for I it. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm asking everyone if we want me to, cause I will totally do it. Uh, totally ready to lose my hand.
4: Um, check. check for traps <laughs> I believe, first. I, I don't,
3: you. I don't, yeah.
4: I don't uh, know check. how you'd trap a bag, but.
3: I don't, I don't either. Uh, I'm gonna mimic? do it. Uh, that's what I was also thinking. Wait, hold on, let me write um,
0: something down. I need to <laughs> no, no,
3: stop. There's an idea. Um, like, he it, was the best of leather us bag until he was eaten by that duffel bag. <laughs> is this leather bag the size of a chest? <laughs> Roughly.
0: Um, uh. Actually, there's not a... T- okay, we'll worry about that later. It's fine. Uh, the bag does not appear to be trapped.
3: Okay. So, you want know, to check the bag? Inside,
0: you find a pouch. Check um, the pouch for traps. Yes, check the pouch for traps. Inside the pouch is 400 gold. And okay. you find a journal, a note... And a collection of probably a dozen or so... Um, somebody make me nature... Maybe make me a nature check or arcana or something. Uh, Will Identify
3: help me here?
0: Sure, I'll accept that. And actually, William, you get to roll twice because you have advantage on knowledge checks.
1: And I 18
0: And you 18 So what you have here is a small... sort of like a chainmail bag. And inside the chainmail bag, there's a stack of roughly a dozen... What appear to be dragon scales. So it's it's an aura you don't expressly recognize. Uh but it does radiate magic. Okay. Um and the note. Uh so there's the note and there's the journal. Which do you want to look at first? Uh
3: notes probably shorter. Let's start with that. Okay. Uh
0: it it's it seems kind of hastily scrawled. Um, very large handwriting. So close. You uh it's the closest you've gotten. I'm, I'm very impressed. Uh, next time, on my terms. And it, uh... Where in the past you've kind of seen those scrawl marks and the letter C for the crow, it actually has a large S. Uh, hmm. And then the journal... So you open the first cover, it says Magi Velroth. And as you read, it tells this story of... A magi who came to Onwaru seeking this great dragon roaming the desert. The dragon was kind of causing issues for the towns on the edge of the desert, and he sought to deal with the issue. He comes into the area, and what he ends up doing is opening a portal to another plane. And his intention is to kind of force the dragon through the portal. It goes poorly. Uh, And he's kind of recounting all of this. It's almost like he's writing it afterwards. Like, there's a very, like, a heavily past tense tone, and his tone seems kind of somber. Um, He talks about all these creatures and beasts and all this energy that floods out of the portal. And there is a point where his tone changes. He kind of talks about this group who helps him close the portal, you know, force as much back into it as possible. And then he hits this kind of moment of resolution where he kind of exiles himself, into the desert to find the dragon, fix what went wrong. It says, I will set right what I once broke, and what I set out to, it is my
3: journey in life, and I will see it's it through. This sounds like the mysterious boss that the Wanderers are trying to find.
4: That's what I was thinking. Yeah. What color are these dragon scales?
0: Uh, some are gray, some are sort of a, a shining, almost a glass-like obsidian color. They seem, huh. they seem very close to the dragon you saw fly away from here moments ago.
3: Sure. Interesting. Uh, and on the
0: edge, so as you guys are looking outside, you saw the dragon fly off. Just shy of just outside the door, you do see some footprints that kind of wander off in the direction where the dragon was, and then they just kind of stop. And there's a pair of claw
3: marks in the ground. Humanoid? Footprints? Yes.
4: Originally. And then claw marks. Yes. Right. So we have a shape-shifty dragon.
3: Oh, Um, good.
4: I'm going to assume.
3: Or somebody strong enough to make a dragon their mount,
1: which is You did only see the dragon
0: kind of as it was flying away. It could have been something on top of it. That's
3: possible. Equally as terrifying
1: slightly more terrifying i should say
3: <laughs> yeah i think i'm with Trether on this one <laughs> because then like all other things being equal we have a dragon and somebody who's strong enough to turn a dragon into their mount for what you're yeah. with
0: so you guys have seen one other dragon since we've started uh that was yep. back yes. the very was, first session
3: it was sure significantly was. smaller
0: yes <laughs> you're not wrong
4: not Uh, gonna lie this is probably
0: twice the size of the dragon you encountered yeah
3: she was reasonable too i liked her
4: (laughs) yeah not not gonna lie when we got to this point and i saw the large satchel too big for goliath to carry i thought is that gold dragon gonna show up again (laughs) like that it went through my mind and and nope just another bigger scarier dragon for
0: for my own reasons that may still be my favorite thing that's happened in this entire campaign (laughs) because you guys just went hard left on what I expected. (laughs) That's what we do best. If you're not wrong...
3: (laughs) I'm going to fight you. Yeah, no, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. Don't worry about it. It's fine. (laughs) We are civilized adventurers. Thank you very much. But but I want to bite something. Nope. Nope, we're good.
0: (laughs) But, okay. It's like a kid. It's like, but I want it. Nope. Nope. (laughs) This entire podcast is basically just... Analogies of Kindergarten. Yes. I mean, hey, it's worked so far. Okay. They started it. We have <laughs> yeah. a few
1: things to take care of still,
0: I believe. Uh, yes, you have some unconscious orcs, some jedit to be returned, and a handful of orc ladies who appear to have more questions than answers, but so do you guys, so that's fine probably.
4: And and maybe a not small of amount of contingent orc forces we let out of the town returning.
3: I mean, yeah, well, that could also possible. be a problem, you know? We could all hide in the bag. <laughs> I mean, Get we probably bag. could, <laughs> but who's going to uh, carry it out of here? The that...
4: Warforged. <laughs> I
0: mean, you're not wrong. Uh, Vatten, Bertrand R and possibly John
3: could fit in the bag together. It's like, all right, Warforged guys, I need you to carry this. And I need you to complain the entire time about how the boss just views you as a glorified forklift.
2: I mean, also like, John is not here right now.
3: No, no, but you would
0: you would fit in the bag.
2: I would hypothetically.
0: Hypothetically okay. fit in the bag. Um, actually, now seems as good a time as any. So you guys kind of go back into the tower. I'm assuming Shim picks all the locks, um, sets the two nice jetit people loose, um, and as you guys kind of. Wrap things up in the tower. You see outside, the orcs are coming back, but most of the Jedit who were going to kind of come behind you guys have shown up, and you're good on the orc front. Oh, they're, good. They're not super happy about the orcs taking all of their, you know, land. Um, so you're you're kind of covered. I wouldn't worry about that too much. They seem to have that well well dealt with. Um. Okay, well, that's, that's not nothing. So the Jedid you guys talked to originally, uh, the gentleman who kind of seems to be in charge, Dranonia, there we go, walks over, and we seem to have cleared most of the orcs. Is the tower in good shape now?
4: Yep, uh, I think it's all yours at this point.
0: Excellent. Um, and about this time, John, you uh, had stayed behind with Radden at his tower to assist him. Yes. with a project and he uh after a day or two he told you where the group was going and sent you on your way and you come upon this kind of open nomadic encampment mm. and their campfires is a giant entirely out of place tower and uh you see kind of coming out of the tower and coming out of the, the you know kind of over the dunes out of the area you originally saw some orcs coming with not super happy looks on their faces uh, but they appear to be fighting large cat people. Hmm. And then you see your, uh, uh, as you call them, co-workers. Um, coworkers which is still yes. my favorite thing. Uh, <laughs> come out of the tower. <laughs> and they appear to be working with the giant cat people. Okay. And the largest of the giant cat people catches your eye, looks slightly concerned with who you are, but you're not an orc or a uh, kinku, so you're probably fine. He looks at your arm and... Sort of a peace comes over his face. Hmm. You are. Crimsonborn.
2: Uh, I suppose so, yes.
0: Interesting. Our tribe was once. saved from a great beast by a. Crimsonborn fighter.
2: Hmm. Hmm.
0: Most excellent. I know your affliction is not easy
2: uh no far from far from it so it's, uh, it's not good how can i uh help out i'm oh. i'm with uh my my co-workers are over there
0: oh you travel with this lot most excellent well as that is the case i have one more request of you we mm-hmm. have a lot of cleanup to do if it would be possible, <sighs> since we are uncertain what lies in this part of the desert currently, we've been gone for some weeks.
3: Would you be able to stay and help us rebuild?
2: Certainly, yes.
3: Excellent. Uh, the, the word, like, rebuild, like, Bertrand just immediately kind of perks up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I haven't finished the word. You've cast Mending three times already.
3: Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fixing stuff. <laughs>
0: Okay, so um so they basically they relight the orc campfires. Um some of them that were traveling farther behind bring in kind of sleds and hand pulled caravans full of food. It's like the end of Return of the Jedi with all the fireworks and, and explosions mm-hmm. and partying on various planets. Um
4: And and they play Jub Jub, right, not yes. the other one. Okay, good.
3: Yeah, no no definitely the original Ewok song, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. While everyone's building, I'm playing
1: my own funky rendition of "We Built This City" on rock and roll.
0: <laughs> Pertinent to both uh, us and saving uh, the game. I like that episode a lot. Actually.
3: Rock and Wool. <laughs> rock and roll, <war. laughs> but like a folksy version. I was like,
1: right. I was rather proud of that name. It's that the, that was really it good. Be. I also like "City in a Hole"
3: gaming, which didn't actually make the cut as the episode no. title, but. <laughs>
0: That one I like a little less.
4: That's okay. We can just remake the uh, music video of all of us running through empty buildings with no instruments, except the drummer who's just holding his drumsticks for no reason. (laughs) Perfect. I dig it. It is the worst music video. Urban drumming.
3: (laughs) You, have, um, you all have probably never seen Bertrand happier in his life. Like, I have a whole side of things to fix here. Yeah. He's like whistling and his actual whistling is whistling itself, which doesn't make any sense, but yet it's still happening. Your
0: Warhammer is also whistling for some reason. Yeah,
3: the shield that he's wearing on his back is like
0: whistling. It's- you managed to go full seven dwarves with a single person somehow. <laughs> yeah,
3: just
2: like, Have you, you guys know, some watched... of them bring in the
3: melody and the harmony. Just
2: Have like... you guys watched The Wizard of Speed and Time by any chance? Because you're pulling directly from a scene from that movie. I'm not joking. The Wizard now? of what now? The Wizard of Speed and Time.
4: Oh, very Good like
2: finding it literally anywhere. Uh-oh. Because it was a super indie film. But yeah, anyway... That's a thing that you can the probably
0: reference. time, interesting.
2: Never even heard of it. Fair. Oh,
0: wow. I'll have oh, to mercy. Google that
4: later. Okay, I, so
0: I have questions. Okay, we're not going to worry about that right now. That's not. Ber- good. <laughs> That's a Bertrand's goal. on YouTube.
4: All right, Bertrand's fixing up things. Um, I can I... help
2: with roof things because I now have verticality because I got Misty Step. Okay. Fantastic. Oh,
4: fantastic! I. I his uh, He's
0: done. Someone needs to help. Uh, cook all of this dope dope food.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, Travel's I, on that.
4: I was gonna help uh, hunt and like restock supplies. Okay. Uh, because and, I can do rangery things. Yes.
0: And actually you notice as um, you guys are there for a little while, the two orcs and two warforged stay. And also appear to be helping rebuild. Um the Jeddits seem somewhat confused by orcs helping but it seems fine. No one's complaining about extra hands um, helping with the project. the uh, the biggest of the jetdirenonion comes over and he kind of they build one big bonfire in the middle and he calls everyone around and that was bigger. it's fine, whatever. Uh, it was bigger than I meant for it to be. It's fine.
2: Uh, oh, it's fine. There we it's, go. No, it was fine the way it was. <laughs> fine, one bigger than I
0: meant. There we go. Perfect. It's the size of, you know, be. like two of their houses. That's fine. Um
2: For for the listeners, this is a five by five uh This is a
3: size huge fire. Yes, this yeah. is a twenty five square foot fire. Yeah. In a pit. Um
0: I have spoken with the tribal leaders and elders. It has been decided we will wander no more. Here we will stay. Greven shall be our new home. Uh, I do not know what we will do with this tower. Frankly, it is a touch gaudy and not particularly our style, but I'm sure we will make it work.
3: Yeah, well, you know, free tower, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, that's never a bad thing. It needs a paint job.
4: Fatten is visibly biting his tongue, trying not to make a comment about a giant scratching post.
3: <laughs>
4: yep, there it was. It's going to happen eventually. I'm proud of
0: you. The more I use that giant cat dying. people, the more likely things like that are going to happen.
4: They're they're bigger than me. I shouldn't joke about scratching no, posts. Shouldn't. <laughs> Definitely not. Lest you become one.
0: Yes. Elves, elves are tall and skinny and will make great scratching posts.
1: Theoretically. <laughs> Okay,
3: so this is clad in natural fiber. It's fun.
1: that's
0: I also mean, true. you that's know a the, the yelling
3: thing. ow and running away just makes it more challenging. Oh
0: no, okay <laughs> so this this process takes several days, but you notice mostly mostly thanks to Bertrand's uh using every possible ounce of blood sweat and tears he possesses um to use mending as often as possible. um what was kind of a heavily run down? I mean, you know, in the middle of the desert, you know, wind and sand swept place actually has kind of come to life a little bit. I mean, there's not really, you know, a whole lot of planting or crops or anything because desert, but it actually seems somewhat sustainable and they have kind of managed to fortify things. Walls are being put up to, you know, keep out air elementals because that's a thing that happens in this area um, quite frequently and they have taken to kind of using the tower as a um like a church or something like a a place of worship
3: mm-hmm.
0: kind of converting it from its former less positive uses to something of of more uplifting use
3: oh 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 yeah. if uh, uh if they're going to do that can i um, can Bertrand, does, do we have enough time for him to contribute a stained glass window? I Maybe even just a small one. I knew, I knew that was
4: 100% what you were going to say yeah. three words well. into that sentence. And yes, that's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, Fatten uh, has a thought, um, talking amongst his coworkers. Uh, uh, am- amongst us... Uh, is it? That's definitely getting made into a T-shirt. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> do we do we have any contacts that can set up, say, a trading post with them for regular trading? They are not in the best place as far as like food and crops, and so being able to get access to a steady supply of those would be super helpful.
3: You know, and
4: make this more permanent settlement. I can talk to my lizard friend.
0: <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> that would not be my first choice. Um, <laughs>
3: Grenarn doesn't seem like a good person to talk to.
0: Grenarn <laughs> will make a great deal, kid. I promise. Um, I'm going to use Grenarn. Like will make a killing off event. of this. <laughs> um,
1: let me. Uh...
3: You know, lizards and cats. Am I the
1: only one who likes Grenarn? <laughs>
3: I don't even He's like Granarn, and I am
1: his voice. But... <laughs> I love Granarn. I don't even like him. I want, That's I want more
4: interactions with Granarn just because Vatten is so abrasive towards him. I want more of that because it's been mentioned. I don't make
0: any but promises will stay.
4: It, it's been mentioned, but it hasn't happened. Uh, I was gonna say on screen. That doesn't work. Uh, <laughs>
0: No, I suppose not necessarily, does it?
4: But you know what I mean.
0: For the, for the listeners. More yes. interactions for the sake of the listeners. Live. Yes. On air. That'll work. We'll take those. That,
4: yeah, that's much better. Okay.
0: I'm going to admit something now, and I feel bad about this. I, I can't find my session notes for the first two sessions. Uh, I don't remember the people's names you started with. <laughs> oh,
3: no. <laughs> oh
0: no! Uh, the people but, who ran the We Find Jobs for Adventurers business.
1: Oh
0: yep. I recall them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah. So you guys know who I'm talking about.
4: We um, we know who they are.
3: We, we don't remember their names either. So that's okay. That's okay.
0: Um, I need to find those papers later because it's not on Google Docs anymore. Uh, or was <laughs>
3: anonymous and who's his face? Yes. Uh, who's her face? Technically.
0: Yes. The uh, yeah. the, wasn't there a who's that could been face and a who's her face? Yeah, there's a halfling and a half dwarf. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So D- Daniel, you're pretty sure Vatten knows they have time have, have regularly gone out of their way to help people. You're pretty sure if you get back in touch with them, you can establish some kind of trade through them and some of your other contacts to get stuff brought down here pretty easily.
4: Yeah, I figured most of my contacts wouldn't be the most legitimate.
0: Not a lot of but... your not a lot of your early ones, no, but you you've made some sense then.
4: But well, but I have this nice you know title of warden of crossroads Denver so exactly. maybe and i can throw that around a little bit and get some the desert it's something this, set up here
0: the desert in this area actually houses a, a substantial amount of natural resources um flung obsidian shards that are thrown randomly at people but that you know can be sometimes, crafted up into nice
4: things sometimes um, they have writing on them
0: occasionally you just etch that off and and start fresh uh that's what laser drills are for i mean um
4: whatever um oh yes the patented um elvish cnc machine
0: yes <laughs> i love routers um so you think actually the jet could probably harvest obsidian and some of the, the deserts other natural resources and use that in exchange to kind of start a a, a not insubstantial economy kind of give them a, a better foothold to maintain this area yeah,
4: as as long as they have contacts, yes, absolutely. But you can't eat obsidian, so we're going to set that up. I'll send out messages of some sort.
0: You can't eat obsidian. Oh.
3: I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of rock beast that thinks it's delicious. Yeah, that's but... not
0: a terrible... Actually, there's an idea. So after a day or two, you guys kind of have fallen in with this group, are helping the Jedi rebuild. The orcs and the Warforged have stuck around... Um. Watchtowers are, are you know, the kind of wooden watchtowers are put up. They kind of uh, establish a routine, and one of the orcs, um, not the one you guys are most familiar with, another one with uh, a really long, really well-crafted um, obsidian-tipped, uh, not surprisingly, possibly spear, uh, comes up to the, the six of you. Hello. We need, we need to have a discussion, if possible. All right sure we've crossed paths with you before um first uh, my apologies my name is zipporah i am leader of the talent good to formally make your acquaintance the pleasure is mine we assist the hawk in her dealings in the region of anwaru she -hmm. is most appreciative of your efforts to your interactions with the crow and uh, in finding her sister and niece. Uh, Your assistance there was most appreciated. Slice and his friends are more cunning than we wished, but uh, it, it seems we have a much larger issue on our hands currently. I think we're all fairly comfortable with the fact that that large dragon is something of a nuisance and probably a much bigger threat than we originally anticipated.
1: Yes, that that is a bigger problem. There are rumors. Rather, will look around.
3: Eh, eh, yeah, There's getting general nothing. General nodding okay. and stuff.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Fatten, uh, purposefully avoids eye contact. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there are Bertrand is just so happy. He's very agreeable. He's just nodding away.
4: <laughs> like. Uh-huh. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: People are handing him things he's fixing them, handing them back, but like without looking yeah. at the projects, he's just like <laughs> Yeah.
4: <laughs> it's
0: like an assembly line that starts and stops with him.
3: This um, is great. <laughs> the
0: jeted are very fascinated by this. You've taught two of them how to do it since you've been here. Um excellent. There are legends in this region of a great creature in the desert. A dragon. And those who serve his whims. They come in many forms and serve varying people, but all at his guidance. I am afraid these have become more than stories for us now.
3: Mm. His
0: name is Solnat. Some call him the Grey Dragon. Some of the obsidian, and if you just simply call him inevitable, it is a danger we would hope to avoid, but one I'm afraid is becoming more real for us now. I think it would be best if the partnerships and interactions between the Talon and the Hawk, and does your group of uh, co-workers, is it? Um,
1: do you have a name for which you go by?
4: Well, yes, uh, by I, I,
1: my name is Strather Wimlin. This, I, is I, that's I, Perfect, uh, uh, that's what I was shooting uh, for. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 I'll make the introductions. Uh,
3: <laughs> yes, I. Hmm. Uh, collectively, we have never bothered to come up with a name. We should probably do that. No, no, no. It's better if you let
1: other people name you it's it's more heroic sounding that way to name one's own own cadre smacks of
0: egotism from a story writing perspective i don't suppose he's necessarily wrong (laughs) i mean no he's not he's not really fixes
3: something hands it off to a person to the left like
0: i mean that's sort of how you name superheroes for the most part i guess okay fair enough um we'll workshop something i guess you guys are the Avengers now. Okay, no, settled. Wait. done. No no no, <laughs> no, no, no.
1: no, Nope, vetoed. The, defen- the co-workers. Okay, okay, the defenders.
4: Nope, that's also taken.
1: Cooler, but taken. West
4: Coast we be- Avengers.
1: <laughs>
4: no, stop it. Baby X-Men. Just, just the co-workers.
3: <laughs> the
1: co-workers. It
0: doesn't exactly strike fear, but I mean, hey, it's honest.
2: It, it no show, it, right if then. we make it, that's the thing. We make this name mean what we want it to mean.
3: Yeah, I mean that's reasonable. And really, I mean, like, I have it. I have is, it. This is us. Do we want to strike fear? Is that really the the vibe that we're going for? Because the entire campaign up to this point yeah. would suggest otherwise. Also, <laughs> I really do have it. Okay. Okay. The co op.
2: I love this. I don't I hate mean, it. Bets, I we love it. it. This is if a, we, it kind of works. Yeah.
3: If, if we do want to strike fear, we could just be HR. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I oh, like no. the co-op though, yeah, because co-op. that's actually like a brand in Canada. Yeah. I like. I do like okay. that.
0: And I mean, it's very much how you operate.
2: Yes, we do cooperate with many people. <laughs>
0: You're not wrong.
1: Not
3: co-op.
0: Hurt.
1: And get them oh, to I cooperate the with you, whether they want specific to. Specific way of organizing a business that's employee-owned. So, the, uh, the I mean co-op, accurate, solving
4: bro. our problems through synergy, and
1: no, no, um, no, those come uh, down from corporate.
0: Oh, <laughs> right.
4: Yes. Sorry. I, was, I got. Uh, thanks for rescuing me. I got blanked on more buzzwords. Wait,
0: does that make me corporate?
4: Yeah.
3: Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh <no>. love it <laughs> I will no longer
0: be known as the GM. I am corporate.
4: He is now head office.
3: That's <laughs> right. Now we all have to complain about you incessantly, though. I'm no
0: longer the DM. I'm the HQ.
4: <laughs> all right. <laughs> Dibs on the water cooler.
0: Trying uh, it's, it's temporarily broken.
2: to make a pun about transubstantiation. Wait, what Because no? of the corporate body of Christ.
4: Oh, I'm guys. doing
2: a really bad job, though. It's okay,
4: but you're trying. I mean, that's
2: a reach. Wow. It is a you reach. You know what?
4: It's fine. We'll just take all the separate pieces. It'll all come together afterwards. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. like, I'm <laughs> proud of you for trying, but... Thank you.
0: It was worth a shot. Um, <laughs> she she looks at a lot of you very confused. Because I'm, I'm going to pretend... <laughs> Oh is no! This it,
1: entire conversation has been okay, happening perfect. in front of her. Oh,
0: okay. yeah. great. love it!
3: Great.
0: She's like, do you know what side eye is? Yeah, oh yeah. I'm familiar with shade? Okay, good. Um, which is
4: which is great because cats hundred percent perfect at that. Oh, oh already? No, they're used to you by now.
0: It's only been three days, but they're used to this.
4: No, I just mean cats in general oh, have fair, that fair, face.
0: Fair. Because I feel like this kind of nonsense happens anywhere you guys go. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> the whole three days has been like this. Basically, you're They're very wrong. competent, but they're also completely ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that How makes a good party. How happen at the same time?
0: Or at least a good podcast.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. Um, right. Well, I think at some point in the near future, you should meet the hawk. Well... Formally meet the hawk. You have met her before. Um, Yes. Yeah. I thought that. I'm most impressed. She was too. Well, that that being said, um, tomorrow we will return to the mountain, and I will send a messenger to arrange a meeting for you. I have responsibilities to attend to as a shepherd. She... When she says the word, she has, her sta- she has her spear in her hand, and she kind of knocks it against the ground, and the spear glows. It's, uh, mm. it's one of my many responsibilities, to see those who need help assisted, and Yahweh's light and his blessings spread forth. Uh, shepherds are something you've heard of occasionally, um, in and out of this area, and, and kind of just Anywhere most of you are from, you have heard of a shepherd, and I I don't mean it in the traditional, actual sheep herding sense. Um, Who speaks Elven?
4: Is Uh, it it actually just Daniel? I, I, well, that. I, I, Daniel Travers. Elven, Travers speaks
1: Elven and Giant.
4: Okay, I I do know someone who literally actually speaks and learned Elvish, but. I do not.
0: Until I either learn Mandalorian or Wookiee, I've not finished everything I need to in life. Um, <laughs> okay, so the three of you that speak some amount of Elven, there's a, a word in Elven, uh, Otarin, And it's it's a reference to kind of this concept of, of shepherding, but to a larger purpose. Um, it's sort of, it's like an intermediary position. Uh, so, okay, so the lady... Basically, all of you. I think there's maybe two left that we haven't recorded yet. Um, your side quest. There's a woman each of you have met who goes and where Yahweh sends her and completes the things, assists the people he directs her to. Similar to how she does those things, that's that's kind of the role of the shepherd, uh, the the Otarin, and that is what uh, Zipporah has has chosen to become. Oh, uh, has I Been see. chosen to become. Hmm. Out, out of character. This is a class we added, thanks to the play-by-post game, on the Saving the Game Discord. Um, (laughs) This was another flip of a class. This is actually Warlock. Cool. Um, I was actually, I worked with um, Rich, DM Dad. Mm -hmm. Kind of poking around it, and this is what we we came up with. It'll end up on the website at some point.
4: Interesting. Um, It's a little
0: more, I don't want to say combat heavy than traditionally but a little more melee oriented um with spears and staffs but similar right
1: this is shepherd apora
0: mm. yes S- similar yeah i guess if you want to the title is not always used but yeah that would work um and as you guys you guys kind of you you make camp once again for the night you've been here for a couple of days the Jedid have fed you um you get up the next as you make camp the sun starts to set. maybe perception checks.
3: Alrighty. Oh, boy.
4: Hey, there's the seven. There it is. It always has <laughs> a Look chance. at that. Right when it needs to be. Reliable, oh. like I like it. Oh. I got a four.
2: Oh, six.
3: sweet. Mercy. Fourteen.
0: Okay, well, that's pretty good, Peter. Um, <laughs> Seven, four, eight, six, six, fourteen. Okay.
4: So so Peter, Peter's staying up late, working yes. on some foundations, because yes. these tents are not <laughs> so, dug in very deep. Literally,
0: as the sun is, like, setting on the horizon, you can kind of see the last bits of, of dusk and the sunset. Peter, you notice in the distance, and you kind of hear it first, and you kind of see this mist and shade kind of start to surround the encampment. And then you hear sounds of horns and trumpets? And in the distance, these humanoid figures kind of appear on the horizon, all around I the camp.
4: I will
3: start nudging my companions awake.
0: <laughs> okay, um, and you're only going to see a handful of them for our purposes, but as they come over, you kind of, you nudge them, and, and no one's really asleep yet, it's just kind of, the campfires are going up, the sun's setting, people are getting towards that point. Um, well, I'll start nudging people and pointing then, just like... That works. Drunonia kind of rouses all the jedit and people take up defensive positions. Zipporah just kind of gives you guys an, a look and a nod, and the Warforged look like they're actually kind of excited because, you know, t- time to, to do, do the thing.
4: Um, yeah, these... I will make my way towards the Watchtower and try to get a high vantage point and not have to climb up on a roof. That has historically has not gone well check. for me
0: make me an act no, no. you know you're no.
4: fine
1: <laughs> no no we're not in that one city it's fine oh that's true but that step. only happens there
0: <laughs> okay so in the distance you see um and particularly you guys see five of them these creatures kind of come over the horizon and daniel fatten recognizes them not like individually but this kind of creature um they exist largely in in the desert and some people call them dark elves some people call them deep elves um sort of heavily gray skinned black and white hair and they kind of come over the horizon there's there's several dozen of them spread out um and some of them are making their way directly at the six of you initiative Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. For more information, you can find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com, email us at cityonthehillgaming@gmail.com, at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at cityonthehillgame. For more information on saving the game, you can find Peter, Grant, and Jenny at stgcast.org or at Saving the Game on Twitter. Thanks, and have a blessed day.
4: Ben
3: humid. Uh, There's music everywhere at night, and it's a beautiful place to live.
0: That frankly doesn't surprise me. It's amazing. uh, It sounds quite nice, actually.
3: Uh, Peter. If you like mystery, it's a place to be. The imagination is infinite. It can encompass all you want it to encompass, if you let it. Everything we see around us, whether functional or decorative, once existed in someone's imagination. Every building, every fixture, every chair, every table, Every vase, every road, every toaster—in fact, the world we live in is largely a manifestation of many individual and collective imaginations applied to the task of altering pre-existing reality. So the question becomes: How can you you position yourself to dream well? I like it. Uh, that is the concluding note from Chapter One of Wonder Book.
0: I don't know that name.
3: It's a book about writing sci-fi and fantasy by Jeff Vandermeer. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, it was a birthday
0: present this year. Oh, oh, I saw you post about that. Jenny.
2: Sure. A Del Rey book published by Ballantine Books. Copyright 1976 or 1978 by Clifford D. Syback. All rights reserved under international and Pan-American copyright conventions. Published in the United States of America. Um, America. By Ballantine Books, a subdivision of Random House Incorporated, New York, and simultaneously in Canada, by Random House of Canada Limited, Toronto. Library of Congress catalog card number 78-16657, ISBN 0-345-339576, manufactured in the United States of America. That was probably the last time Random House ever put the city of publication in the front of their book. Ah!
3: (laughs) Library salt!
2: (laughs) I cataloged 53 books yesterday! Did Penguin (laughs) Random House put a publication place in a single one of them? No!
0: I'm I'm sensing a a touch of, of
1: disconcertion there, but we'll go with it.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: Grant. The hegemony console sat on the balcony of his ebony spaceship and played Rachmaninoff's Prelude in C-Sharp Minor on an ancient but well-maintained steinway while great green saurian things surged and bellowed in the swamps below. A thunderstorm was brewing to the north. Bruised black clouds silhouetted a forest of giant gymnosperms while Stratocumulus towered nine kilometers high in a violent sky. Lightning rippled along the horizon. Closer to the ship, occasional vague reptilian shapes would blunder into the interdiction field, cry out, and then crash away through indigo mists. The console concentrated on a difficult section of the prelude and ignored the approach of storm at nightfall.
3: The Fatline receiver chimed. That's from Hyperion.
2: By the way, while Ryan's resetting his mic, uh, I've discovered a series that I don't think will continue, but I want to continue. It's a book series written by a guy who was recently on Nailed It um, on Netflix. Nice.
1: <laughs> that's, uh, that's a horrifying start.
2: No, it's like, okay, here's the thing. It actually sounds absolutely hilarious and none of the reviews are bad. Okay. So I, I think the lowest review I saw was a three star. So it's, it's not bad. Note I've ordered it for weird, the library already.
0: Nailed it's the weird, like saw it on Pinterest and tried it myself thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Specifically
2: with like cakes and stuff. It but is yeah.
1: actually kind of funny. Fair oh, enough. It's,
2: it's it's quite, I prefer the uh, Mexican one. Oh, I find no. the Mexican one funnier. But yeah, Benjamin Mumford Zisk. I'm hoping to be able to read a segment of his book for the next time. That's
3: a name. You yes. know that's right. That
0: is a name. <laughs> That is many things and that name is most certainly lengthy. And that's a good library card name. Mm-hmm.
2: It really is.
0: William. Hi, this is my typical interesting check. I mean, you're consistent and I appreciate that. <laughs> and it always comes through clearly and that's important. All right. It's that audio background, I like it deeply. Daniel. Say, say all the words. Oh, me, he may be muted. Or any, or there. any of them. I'll take any words. <laughs> D- Daniel.
3: And there he goes. Yep, there we go.
0: Un minuto, por
4: favor. Is is it me? Am I it's, working?
0: It's a Daniel. Yeah. There it is. We caught we caught a wild Daniel.